Hello, my friends. This is April 8, and I welcome you to my Songs and Stories podcast. Subscribe today, and you'll never miss another song or a story. Today's episode is episode number 51. It's the fourth story of the Lost Fairy series, and it's called The Forgotten Star. Now, I like to start out all of my stories with a special little song that goes like this. Oh, ye time-bound travelers, lay down your cares and rest your bones, and I'll tell you a fairy tale that I have story. Episode 51, story number four of the Lost Fairy series, The Forgotten Star. Now this is a continuation of a story that I've been telling for a while. You can listen to this one and then go back to see what you've missed, or you can click back to episode 44 where this story began. But either way, let the tale be told. The prince took a step forward. He was just about to speak the magic spell that the gray old man by the wishing well in the ancient stone village had so carefully taught him. He held his breath and he took a step forward. Was he finally about to find her? For what a journey the fairy prince Orion had been on. His search for his lost friend Faith had taken him to all sorts of unexpected places. But where he found himself at this moment, this, why, this was the most unpleasant by far. The woods around him was dark and dank, even on this brightest of days. The giant king had told the prince where Faith might be found, and kindly, Hauka, the falcon, had offered to fly him here on her back. For all of his fears of falcons and hawks, Hauke had turned out to be as loyal and helpful as a friend as anyone the prince had ever known. Well, not as loyal and helpful as Faith, but how many times had she saved his life and even his crown? He couldn't even begin to count. When you've been friends with someone as kind as Faith for thousands of fairy years, well, that's a lot of kindness. Faith just seemed so sure of herself as she'd said goodbye to him with that intelligent confidence that he'd always admired in her. He hadn't really thought that she might not come back from whatever adventure she was about to go on. So when she didn't return, well, he got worried. He'd sent out a call to all of his best fairy fellows to help to find her, and he'd even been looking himself, of course, for what seemed like ages. So when the prince had found this great old man sitting by that stone well who seemed to have answers to all of his questions, he had listened carefully. Here is what the old man had told him. The witch witch, the man had said, stroking his long gray beard. Sounds like your friend Faith must be with the witch witch. The who? asked the prince. Well, you have magic more powerful than the giant kings? 
That could only be her. We call her the Witch Witch around here. She's as powerful as they come, I'd say. Oh, yes. Mm, indeed, she is. Well, the prince frowned. Why do you call her the Witch Witch, sir? He'd asked. And the old man scratched his nose and he tugged at his beard three times. Well, son, he said, eh, well, who's to say? When it comes to the witch witch, you just never know which witch you'll get. Sometimes she's sweet as honey, and other times, well, they say she can be wicked. But that's what they say. Who knows, really? I've never heard of anything she's done that's wicked, but there are always stories. Well, the prince, as you can imagine, shivered a little shiver as he thought about that. And now, to get to the witch witch, that wasn't so easy either. The prince had to follow a path into the woods, and just at the right spot, he had to cast a magic spell. Well, he knew how to cast his own spells, but spells for other people, that was a whole new magic for him. And so the prince began down the path that the old man had pointed out with his crooked, weather-worn fingers. That way, your highness, and good luck to you. Hmm. The old man had shuddered as though he was thinking, better you than me, friend, as he sent the prince off on his journey. And when the prince looked back to say thank you to him, the old gray man was already gone. So in the woods, the fairy prince flew through the dark woods and the misty clearings, along the mossy streams and the glimmering glens, until he came to a twisted rowan tree covered in red berries, where Prince Orion found the X carved into its trunk, just as the old man had described. Well, the prince was supposed to walk around the rowan tree three times, but he flew around it instead, of course, for he was a fairy. For him to walk, it would have taken ages, but to fly, well, that just took a moment. And then the prince hovered at the designated spot with his fingers crossed for good luck and his wings holding him steadily in the air. And he closed his eyes and he said the magic spell that the old man had so carefully taught him. Magic of might, magic of willow words, I have come here to meet another world. Make me a window, make me a door, to meet with the one who conjures magic from other worlds. And before he had even opened his eyes, the prince could smell that something had changed. His nose tweaked a little at a heavy scent of something old and deep, fertile and rich. And when the prince opened his eyes, it was just as it had been told to him by the old gray man. The witch witch's front door had appeared there out of thin air. And the prince found himself staring at a rotten old wooden door that was covered in moss that had appeared from nowhere and nothing. Just a door, not a house, not a home, not a tent, and not even a shed. Just a door hanging there in the air right in front of him. Well, 
a thrill of fear trickled through the prince's fairy wings as he realized that he was about to meet a witch that was even more powerful than the mighty giant king. Slowly, the door opened on rusty hinges that howled like wolves on a moonlit night, wild and screeching. Or maybe that was just the ringing in the prince's ears. The fairy prince squinted into the darkness of the deep forest to see who it was who was opening the door. But no face appeared there. Was the door enchanted? Did did it open on its own? Should the prince just fly on into the house? No, well, that didn't seem very polite. What should he do? He started to wonder what sort of unexpected things could lurk in a house that was just a door on hinges hanging in the air. And you know, he thought to himself, maybe Faith isn't even in here. Maybe he should just turn right around this very second and and start looking for that little giant's name. What was his name? The friendly one that that kind boy Sander had told him about. Oh, Elethin. Maybe he'd go look for Elethin. Yeah, that was a good idea. Yes, he'd go away just right immediately before anything bad could happen here when this crazy door that he didn't know anything about and no one was there anyway, so it was just fine. Surely Faith wasn't in this strange place. Uh, never mind about powerful witches and... Uh, and um, hi, said a friendly little voice from way down below. And the fairy prince almost fell out of the air. He was so startled. And he peered into the darkness in the direction of that kind voice. And there, smiling up at him, was a small, furry, gray goblin. Honestly, the prince had never in all of his thousands of years seen a goblin with a smile on his face before. It was the sweetest of smiles on a furry little face filled with joy. How do you do? said the surprised prince, and he bowed in the air to the little goblin. My name is Prince Orion of the Golden Hawthorns, and my mother, Queen Cassiopeia, is the ruler of the Seven Rivers and the Realms of Nether here. And I've been searching for one of my kinsmen. Would you happen to know the whereabouts of a lost fairy? said the little goblin with a helpful nod. Yes, said the prince, his heart pounding in his chest. Yes, of course, she's um, right this way. Please, please follow me, prince. Oh, Orion, was it? Why, yes, it is. And who do I have the pleasure of meeting, Sir Goblin? Asked the prince politely. I'm Gilbert, Gilbert Goblin. It's nice to meet you. Well, thank you, Gilbert, said the prince. And he followed the little goblin through the door that was now barely dangling from one hinge. Could Faith really be here in this strange old house? And in they went, and the prince was glad to have wings as he followed Gilbert through the long, dark hallways, past an old table that was piled high with books full of charts and notes and drawings, 
formulas and math equations, scribbled down and scribbled out writings. There were old leather books cast on a couch like they'd just been set down, their golden titles gleaming in the light of a sputtering candle nearby. One said, sorcery for trances and tricks, and another said, healing potions for the fairy fay. And from the end of the hallway, Prince Orion heard the sound of something creaking. No, wait, it wasn't something. It was a someone. Well, wee fairy, it seems that you are indeed feeling a little better, said the voice. And Gilbert pushed open a door, and there, sitting in the sunlight on a tiny pillow, was Faith, Orion cried, and he was on his knees before her in an instant. And she was so startled, she spilled a little bit of her tea right on the top of his head. But he didn't care. Prince Orion, I'm so happy to see you. How did you find me here? Faith said. The music in her voice was not quite there. How long have I been gone? And have you been looking for me? Of course I've been looking for you. You didn't come back. I've looked everywhere for you. We all have been, said Orion. He looked Faith up and down. Her grass green eyes didn't have their usual sparkle, but she did seem okay. You've been asleep for days, dearie, the witch witch said, answering Faith's question. The tenderness in her voice belied the mighty power in her magic. When Gilbert came across you and brought you here to me, well, we weren't sure you would make it. Fortunately, my old friend, Queen Cassiopeia, had entrusted me with her oldest of potion books a few hundred years ago when we were last together at a party, so I've had a little bit of time to study up on fairy healing potions. I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't had that little bit of dandelion and honeycomb stored away. We needed it so quickly. Wait, said the prince. Queen Cassiopeia is my mother. Do you know her? Well, the witch witch chuckled in her squeaky old chuckle. I remember you when you were a baby, she said. Her face looked as old as time through a sieve as it crinkled up into a smile, and her eyes were full of deep kindness. Was this really the witch more powerful than the giant king? Faith, said Prince Orion, Where have you been? The last thing I remember was getting caught in something sticky. I dropped the gem and that was it. Faith sounded crestfallen. I have no idea what happened after that. I can tell you what I know, said Gilbert. You were all wrapped up in a a a sticky spider web when I found you in the forest. I found you and you were filled with spider venom. It, it's very dangerous for fairies. So so I brought you to the witch witch as quick as I could. It took a few days to get here, but we made it and you were still alive. Thank goodness you found her, Gilbert. I thank you from the bottom of my heart, said Prince Orion, shaking the little goblin's hand vigorously. Gilbert's golden eyes grew very wide. He, he didn't know what to say. Uh, I, uh, 
uh, it's okay, Gilbert, said the old witch, and she patted Gilbert on the head and changed the subject. Now, what was this gym you had, dearie? Was this what you'd gone off to look for? asked Prince Orion. And Faith looked a little bit shy as she quoted from her memory. I was looking for this. In the eye of the mountain rests the lake of no return. And there I had discovered sits a gym, a stone as bright as the stars above. It was known as the forgotten star. And that stone is imbued with the powers beyond understanding. It had once belonged to our fairy queen. Not your mother, Prince Orion. No, it was even longer ago than that. For when the earth was new, they called our people the old ones. Do not forget, our fairy memories stretch back millennia. But Faith, said the witch witch, the forgotten star has terrible magic set upon it. There's a reason it's been hidden away for so long. Don't you see, child? Some magic is hidden away for good reason. Had you thought of that? And Orion looked at Faith curiously as he asked her, Why did you go off alone to find something as powerful as the Forgotten Star Gem? Gosh, Faith. Faith's head drooped, and she looked down at her buttercup, but she'd spilled all her tea on Prince Orion's head. I wanted to prove my loyalty and my friendship to you, sir, my value and my worth. Prince Orion looked at her with such confused eyes. Gosh, Faith, you've done that every day of your life, he said. You're the kindest, dearest, bravest friend I've ever had. You stand by me through all the troubled times and and the good times, too. You make me laugh, and you laugh at my jokes, too. Goodness, Faith, you found my crown when it was stolen. I'm so lucky to have you as a friend. And Gilbert's eyes were as big and golden as goblin eyes can get as he said, Gee, Faith, you are a good friend. Rest now, wee fairy, said the witch witch, pointing toward a tiny, cozy little bed that they'd made, clearly, just for her. And Faith nodded, but she had one more thing she needed to say to the witch witch and Gilbert. Thank you for your rescuing of me and caring so kindly for me. And she drifted off to sleep. I'm staying right by her side. I'm not letting her out of my sight, said Orion, taking off his crown and setting it on a stack of books near Faith's bed. Gilbert, take him some tea, dear, said the witch witch quietly. He looks exhausted. And so, a few days later, the fairy prince, Orion, and his dearest friend, Faith, were finally flying home. Faith needed a moment to rest, and so they stopped in the foothills of the mountains of way over there. And just as the prince and Faith landed, Giroux and Iris They're two fairy fellows who'd been searching for both of them now for days, came flying out of nowhere to say, Your Majesty, Faith, we've been chasing you two across all seven realms, 
And now we finally found you in a tree. Oh, but I'm not a tree, said a voice. And all the fairies looked startled. But then Prince Orion smiled and he said, Might you be a giant? Could you, by any stretch of the imagination, could you possibly be named Elephant? Oh, I indeed I am. Well, Sir Giant, then we have a greeting for you from a little boy named Sander, said Prince Orion. He said he'll see you this summer when he comes to visit his Grammy again. Elephant was so happy to hear it that all of his leaves fluttered in the wind. Oh, it's so nice to hear from him. You can't send postcards when you're a tree giant, and I did wonder if I would ever see Sander again. He was a nice friend. We know all about nice friends, said the four fairies together, and they looked at each other and smiled, and then they took off for Hawthorne Grove, flying toward the pink of the setting sun. They could almost hear the sound of the fairies singing as if they knew that Faith was on her way home again. Snip, snap, snout. My tale is all told out. Thank you for listening to the April 8th Songs and Stories podcast. Subscribe today and never miss another story. Now, the very best places to follow me and my dog, Roxy, are on Instagram at April 8 Songs and Stories and on Facebook at April 8 and on my blog, April8.com. And that 8 is always spelled out E-I-G-H-T. And you can support this show and get your fun rewards for your family at the April 8 Patreon page. Please share the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast with your family and friends and take a minute to write a review to help other parents find these stories for their children. Until we meet again, remember, I love you and you are wonderful, just as you are right now. La, la, la.